My career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. Have you ever looked in the mirror as a gay man and go, oh, that self. I don't want to look at that. But yet, if you could look at yourself and you could really be in yourself and have this beautiful awareness of who you are and accept yourself just as you are. And okay, maybe surrender, like, well, maybe surrender like you're getting tied up for fun, of course. But you surrender into that space of your deepest, most beautiful self. You might suddenly find the answers you've been looking for. And I know I just took you guys into a really deep space. And, you know, we're going to have fun as we always do on 40 plus gay man gay talk but today i want to take you to that starting point of what is deeper what is within you because if you can get there man you can kick some ass in your life and to help me kind of get there is an australian i know i'm really reaching far to get these guests these days but an australian that i happen to meet through instagram we've already had a couple of conversations and I just really like this guy. And I thought, you know what? He'd be really great to come in and talk about this deep stuff that sometimes, well, boys, we gay men need to talk about that we're just not talking about. His name is Ed Wilson. He's a fellow life coach. He is from Sydney, Australia. You're going to love, you're going to fall in love with his accent, guys. I'm just going to say it right out the gate. Plus, if you could see him, he's really cute too. So, um, hey, Ed, welcome to the podcast, buddy. Hey, Rick. Thanks for the great intro. It's, oh, a, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, we'll see. We'll see how good how this goes from here on in. But uh, <laughs> but no, it is. It's always fun because I love to just dive in and go to these places and go. Okay, let's see what comes. You know, let's really see what comes out of our mouths and the stuff that comes up for us. And I know as a fellow coach, you're you're just getting going with your coaching practice. So anything mm-hmm. to like really like, hey, this is another guy you should be leaning into because. As much as I'd love to be the coach for all gay men in the world, bitches, I just, I don't have enough time for all you bitches. So it's just kind of the way it is. But um, tell us a little bit about your practice, man, because it's a, it's a lot about what I brought up in the intro, but I want to kind of hear it in your own words too. Yeah, absolutely. So I started uh, Brown Bear Coaching. It's over one year old now. Um, and really at the core of Brown Bear Coaching is helping primarily gay men, but anyone is welcome to cross my path to really access their truth and their answers to their big ticket questions in life through awareness, through creating and holding a space where we do feel comfortable, safe, allowed to be ourselves, encouraged to be ourselves. Because when we allow ourselves to raise our self-awareness of our whole self, we can sit and feel that energy, feel that hum, feel our truth and, and feel our answers. And it's something that in you know 2021 with all our technology, all our distractions, all our work, 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 all our culture, um, we can get distracted from and not spend the time on. But this shit will solve your problems. Uh, not every problem, you know, sometimes you've got cancer. Um, yep. But, you know, how you relate to cancer is how it's going to go for you. So how you relate to yourself and the world 
you know, I help people explore that and they find their answers for work, career, love, uh, stability, you know, uh, their creativity, their passion and giving themselves permission to live it and become it. I absolutely Mm -hmm. love doing it. And uh, that's what Brown Bear is here to do. That's awesome. And I love that you and I have very similar ideas of where we go and why we go the places we do Mm. and the digging in and finding these answers. In fact, one of the things that I, I really try to bring forth in my coaching is you've already got all the answers. You just let a Mm. bunch of bullshit get in your way. Yes. And I know for me, I couldn't buy into that until I was sitting, I was literally sitting in my coach training and my trainer brought that up. And of course the first, my first reaction is like, Oh, that's a bunch of bullshit, which was exactly what I had to hear myself say. And what I had to go explore. Right. Because that was part of my own awareness. Like, Oh, Rick, you always respond like, Oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. Oh, you know, better." and what the lesson was for me, which was still something I go deep into a lot still is, Hey, listen, motherfucker, you got to get some humility. You need to get humble. You know, because I always thought, oh, no. But yet when I learned that, that was one of the first lessons I learned was like, Mm. you know, I actually most of the time I have the answer, but it's not the one I most want to wrap my arms around sometimes. Yes. So you had a moment where you witnessed yourself having a reaction, right? Yep. So who witnessed who? is a very kind of deep, but very important question. Yes. And if we can take the time and space to witness ourselves and sit in our awareness of how do we behave? What does Mm -hmm. my brain tell me? Do I believe that? How do I treat different people and sit from the position of the viewer or the, the, the you that is experiencing the things Mm -hmm. that you're going through huge amounts of awareness. And it just opens all the doors, all the doors that you need to thrive in a very abundant, very exciting world that is just full of potential and opportunity that everyone can access. But Ed, don't you think that so many of us, we can hear something like that Mm. and then we define it in a whole different way. Like there's so much potential. And so suddenly, okay, well, oh, the word potential. So, oh, this is what, and what I learned, and this is where I tripped over a lot of crap as I would, I mean, I think coach training was like the thing that definitely not only taught me to how to be a coach Mm. it was one it was like major surgery on myself because i really had to go into some stuff and go crap okay i thought i was good here but like the word potential there's nothing wrong with how you define it Mm. but are you defining it for you Mm. not how everybody else has told you to and there's going to be bits of it that are part of what everybody else has told you potential is. But when was the last time you said, this is what I see. This is how I believe in it. This is what I feel when I hear that word, because we're so accustomed, like, okay, well, oh, this is what everybody else said. And now, now we scurry off to that. And as gay men, <laughs> we have become so conditioned to like, this is what we're supposed to be. This is what everybody says. And one of the things I often say is if you come out of the closet and you step into your gay life and you do gay life the way every other gay person tells you you do gay life. Listen up, bitches. You didn't come out of the closet very far. Yeah. You just went right back into another one. But I yeah. think that's part of what you are getting at is this awareness, this acceptance, this surrendering to your truest self mm. is some of the most beautiful work you can ever do to really 
get on track with quote your life. Yeah. It's important when you said, you know, uh, it, you can say these things, but how they land for people lands differently. Mm-hmm. Frequently, uh, people who are feeling stuck, people who are feeling not in their groove in life will process everything kind of very rationally, logically, intellectually. And so that's how it lands for them until it doesn't. And, you know, that was me. And I frequently, my clients are in this bucket because while intelligence is a fantastic and powerful thing, it is not everything. Our intelligence and our brain cannot sleuth the answers for why do we love men? What do we prefer, dogs or cats? What Mm -hmm. kind of work do we want to do? What art speaks to me? Your brain doesn't figure those things out. They simply happen. And I think, you know, my message, my personal growth journey um, for, for all your listeners is what you feel and is deeply true for you is far more real and important than what your brain can figure out. Use your brain for what it's good for, which is logic maths puzzles, counting, multiplying. There's lots of great things for the brain to do, but start to take notice that your brain's actually a bit of an asshole. You know, it's mm-hmm. not always a very good friend. It tells you really mean things. You're too fat. You're too stupid. You're too gay. Your dick's too small. But who made that true? Right. Nobody. But your brain just says it and right. it's trying to help you, right? It's trying, well, it's trying to, to, say, to help and protect you. I mean, and yeah, sometimes exactly. it doesn't do that. Exactly. And what is a too small dick? What is it? If your brain says it's too small, why? Where did that come from? You know, it's interesting you're using that analogy because one of the things I I don't use the too small dick, but I use the like, think about this as a child. If nobody had told you that thing over there that, I don't know, it's kind of got some funny shapes on it and it's kind of tall and it kind of is just big. If nobody told you it was a tree, it's not a tree until you buy into that's what it's called is a tree. Kind of like if that's a small dick, nobody, it's not a small dick until you buy into it's a small dick. Correct. Which means so much of what we quote perceive is because we've been told this is what this is. Now there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. It's necessary, right? It's it's very necessary. You grow up any other way. No, no. I couldn't grow up to be a dick without somebody saying he's a really big dick. So there you go, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But it is that interesting thing. And and the more we buy into our perceptions or other people's perceptions, and again, as gay people, I know we've all, pretty much all of us have gone down this path of everybody else's perceptions of, oh, you can't be that. That's wrong. You're going to hell. That's, that's, you're weird. You're gross. Well, we bought into that for a while until Mm -hmm. we're like, I can't, this really can't be the truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is how I, this is how I know I am. This is, what brings me alive? This is, you know, even a little peeny weeny dick kind of like, Hey, I'd rather look at that than, you know, a vagina. So sorry, folks, that's just the way it is. But it's interesting to like how much we buy into this. And then suddenly we wake up at 30, 40, 45, 50 year old gay men. And we're buying into other perceptions because somebody else said, this is who you are. This is what you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I got a question for you. So if we are aware of these assumptions, right? Big dicks are better. Muscles are better. Masculine guys are better. Um, who's enforcing that? Who's making that true? Who's going into the world and saying, ah, slap that dick out of your mouth. It's too small. Right. No one. 
right. only you. Yep. And if and you're doing it, you can change. Mm-hmm. And you, you're exactly right. We're obviously provided, both coaches. Right. <laughs> but provided <laughs> that you don't let that judgment keep you from saying, you know, I was actually laughing as you're like, slap that dick out of your mouth. It's too small. I'm like, well, I don't mind a small dick in my mouth. Oh, when I get the though. big ones, I'm like, I love get normal that. size dicks. Yeah, it's like I, <laughs> I love yeah, old dicks. Well, yeah, yeah, me too. Let's be honest here. But you know, it's like if it's too big, there's only so much I can do with that in my mouth. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not one of those that's like a good deep throater. Just putting it out there, guys. So, hey, I oh, maybe I- just got myself off a whole lot of lists there, but that's okay. <laughs> you know what I think is really true someone who deeply loves themselves and has a, an amount of confidence and their, their charisma is shining through no matter how feminine or masculine or how big or small their dick or exactly what their body looks like. That is the energy that is attractive. Mm-hmm. I have been approached by, I typically don't really go for femme guys. That's just my truth. Yep. Uh, and I don't need to apologize for that. It's just my truth. But I have been approached by femme guys at, say, a sauna in Europe, maybe um, mm-hmm. a couple of different experiences. And he loved himself and I could feel it. And he didn't threaten me in any way. And I was just like, oh, who is this man moving through the world? And, you know, he gave me a few compliments and we had a good chat. And it's a real good connection. And we had really good sex, like really good, which just goes to show anyone can connect with anyone well yeah probably yeah but if we let our judgments and our beliefs get in the way that's the only thing that's stopping you mm-hmm. not anything else and just be gentle with that you know i can imagine people listening who are going oh how do i change my life sucks this is so hard i'm so much this just be gentle just be gentle and let it go you're allowed to struggle you're allowed to not be good at this you're allowed to be wherever you are right now that's a biggie though that mm. being gentle, mm. it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to go do this. I was talking to a client earlier today. I'm like, I want to do this. This is where I'm going. Okay, great. Baby steps. Well, but mm. I, I need to ha- make this happen. I, I get you need to make this happen. But I said, even the language you're using right now, I need to make this happen. Is not being yeah. gentle with yourself. Yeah, It's not giving any room for like, I'm going to fuck up along the way. So mm. suddenly, as soon as you do screw it up, and again, this is where the awareness stuff starts to come in. I, and I, you know, I gave him a whole list of like, should, could, need, got to get this. I said, those are very, okay. They may sound like kind of, Hey, urgent, get them done words, yeah. but your mind is going, Oh, if I don't do this, I'm screwing up. I'm screwing up. I'm, I'm behind the curveball already. I'm and in, in these words that we use with ourselves. In fact, it's interesting that we kind of went down this path because I, one of my clients texted me today and basically said, well, my perception of others and always seeing them as either good or bad or right or wrong, it's really causing me to not be able to see them as humans. And I was like, oh, we got somewhere. We yeah, really yeah. got that's somewhere a huge here. Huge awareness. That's yeah. a huge, huge awareness mm. because what's actually happening in that case is he seeing himself as right and wrong, good or bad. And so then as soon as he does that, he is not the perfect human. Mm -hmm. And then everything explodes. (laughs) Yep. And it's such an interesting thing when we start to see this. I mean, one of my biggest awarenesses for me, and I think I talked about this recently on one of these podcasts, but I'll bring it up because it fits exactly where you and I are tonight. Well, okay. So it's tonight for me, it's morning for Ed. So let's just get that (laughs) out of the way. Okay. Um, was my own personal awareness 
that many guys that I had the biggest sexual crushes on were the guys I also had the worst relationships with Mm. because this a bad boy syndrome thing kind of kind of oh i've never felt that but it intrigues me so much well kind of it's gonna get a little weird too (laughs) yep i'm ready because every one of them was a narcissistic jerk like my father ah so there's this like i wanted their attention and yeah. them, and most of these guys wasn't. It wasn't the sexual piece. I mean, they yeah. they definitely turned me on, but it was actually mostly professional. I mean, they these were guys yeah. who were trying to help me in my coaching practice, help me in my speaking stuff, and there was just this like interesting, weird, like ooh, they sexually turned me on. But what I really want is their attention. Yeah, it was as a validation they, as well. You're yeah. like, if oh, these yeah, men like me, then yeah. I'm worthy. Right. If in these fact, men like me, then I'm good. Exactly. And in one case, there was like a big validation that happened in front of a huge, huge room of people. Yeah. And it felt so good because it came out. I didn't even expect it. Mm. And then an hour later, he crushed it because of turning his narcissism on just like my father would do. And I'm like, oh, I fucking hate you, man. Mm. You just made me feel really good. And then you made me feel really shitty. And then about a year and a half, two years later, when and it was always interesting because every one of these guys had the same first name too. It wasn't my dad's name. That's the interesting part. Like if it had been my dad's name, then I would have been like, I'm going into deep therapy. Um, but I saw this as a coach. I'm like, wow, this awareness that I'm seeing this. Yes. Was huge. Help you overcome it or right. process it. Or oh yeah. Help me overcome it. Help me yeah. process it. Help me come right. to terms with my dad in a whole different way. Great. Because I allowed myself to step into some place that was really scary mm. and also to embrace, okay, I'm learning some deep crap about myself here, mm. but it was actually beautiful crap because I'm like, mm. wow, this is really interesting. And mm. suddenly all these guys that I was like, I want their attention. I want to be seen in their circles. I want to be climbing the ladder. And one of the biggest things that happened out of that whole experience was one of the guys, which I didn't really have like the sexual crush on. I just really like, I really wanted to be playing in his world. Mm. Three years later, out of the blue, invited me into his world and I wasn't expecting it. But when that happened, my ego was totally in check. Mm. I was so blessed. I was so humbled. Mm. I was so ready to be in that world in that way. Yeah, but it was coming from a completely different space. Was your validation coming from yourself by that time? You didn't totally. need him to tell you you yeah. were good. You believed it no. anyway, and no. even if he told you you were bad, you might have been able yeah. to handle that. And he wasn't actually one of the narcissists. It was just interesting that I really wanted to play in his world, and then when he invited me to be in his world and speak on his stage for his event, mm. which I'd been like, I I need this. I want this. I'm good enough. Da, 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 da. And I finally mm. like you know it's not going to happen, and that's okay. Because it's just not, it's not where I'm supposed to play. And then out of the blue, he asked me to do it. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow, this just Mm. happened. But I had, I was in the right space because my ego wasn't Mm. like driving this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So you were ready to accept it and did it work out well? It did. Yeah, great. I I blew a line on stage, but nobody knows that. But my speaking coach who was there and, 
and my husband and kids, because I forced my husband and kids to like, you need to be in like the third row because there's going to be something I say in this talk. That's all yeah, about right. you guys. And I missed that entire fucking section. <laughs> oh, no. course, so then I, I'm beating myself up afterwards, you know, yeah. but, uh, but it's, uh, I think these awarenesses are so, they're so funny to watch as they crop up mm. because it's almost like a cleansing, like, Oh, Mm, you can let go of that now you can let go of it hopefully yeah yeah it may take a few times but (laughs) yeah you said earlier um we were touching on like i need to i should i want this um Mm -hmm. and the kind of willpower that we can apply to ourselves to get somewhere that we tell ourselves that we want to go i really love this topic as well because i think that every i need to i should i want to is a uh, not quite the i want to but that i need to i should is a judgment of self and what you think you need to do or should be doing. Yep. But I love to walk everybody back, whether it's weight loss or whatever. What if you only did what you want to? Now that scares people and they go, well, I don't want to sit on the couch and be a lazy, um, you know, person eating Tim Tams, that amazing Australian chocolate. I hope you guys can buy. Um, But, the truth is, I think I have to reassure these clients that that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. The real you doesn't want to sit in bed all day and eat Tim Tams, maybe for one day, maybe for two days, right. but you will get bored and you will find your energy in your hum and what you want to do will come to the top. And that may be, I want to treat my body well and have a good mm-hmm. meal. I want to go for a walk because actually I like it outside. Right. Um, and instead of pushing, 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 just stop until you want to and then things get significantly easier and if you can rely on say your kind of intuition about what's next or what should i do or what's my future just one step at a time by like looking inwards and just relaxing about it and saying i will get where i'm going if i can trust in my intuition and myself which you can just give it a go Letting go of the I shoulds, I need to, I must. It would be great if I was here, unless it's very true for you. And you'll propel yourself there anyway. But you you keep bringing up this key phrase. I hope hope the listeners are actually hearing it. What's true for you? It's such a big piece of the puzzle. Mm. Like what is true for you? I mean, what I know is true for me that hit me like a brick wall was I didn't have to have religion to believe in something bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. And the moment that hit, and it was because I came from a highly religious sort of place. Mm. And that's part of what held me in the closet and the fear and all that stuff. And when I finally had that moment where I'm like, okay, I know for me, my truth is I believe in something greater than myself. Mm. I I don't have to have my ass parked in a pew in a church. I can do that from anywhere. And suddenly it was like a big lift because what was true for me was I didn't have to necessarily have a religion to feel that. Yeah. Yeah, That that is a big one. I think part of it was I was in the depths of like exploring Buddhism, which kind of kind of like things are just are, and you step into this and you be who you're meant to be, how you're meant to be. And a lot Mm. of that was part of the practice. Mm. But I also have seen with so many clients when I pose the question, well, is that true for you? Mm. they don't know what to do with that yeah 
Yeah. There's a lot of people who are not religious as well, who have no religious tradition and not much in our society tells us to consider a kind of spiritual practice that is not religious and to consider, is there something greater than ourselves? And if you don't, and if you can't find that thing for you, you become the center of the universe, right? And suddenly everything's really heavy because everything you do, you're responsible for everything you get or don't get is a hundred percent your fault. Um, that's, that's hard. There's a lot of scrutiny when you're the center of the whole freaking universe. If you can find, you know, Deepak Chopra talks about consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that. I, for a long time, um, way before I got into coaching was I believe in the greater good of humanity, even though we have a lot of potential to be awful and we fuck up a lot of things. We also have just this infinite potential for good and loving and connection and, who knows where we're going or why, but I believe in people mm-hmm. and that makes it easier. So if you're a huge skeptic, if you're a huge logic guy, if you're a big thinker, if because of the relationship between organized religion and rainbow people, LGBTQ, you know, you see that as antagonistic, you've turned away from religion and you've rejected also spirituality and anything beyond logic or science as a whole very important body of existence and feeling and and truth that you're missing out on that could really invigorate and help you in your life. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you have to commit to anything. It doesn't mean that you have to uh, give up on yourself in a lifetime of correct belief. It's just about falling back into you're not the center of the universe. You can't be. How could you be? You're one of billions of people. And then you can stop being so hard on yourself. And then you can say things like, please, (laughs) whatever chaotic force of the universe, just carry me forward. I'm just trying my best, but please just help me continue to try to be my best. And I want to have a good life. And, and that is so freeing and so lightening. Um, You know, if you don't have any spiritual practice, you're completely missing out on that. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, Ed, as you're talking through that, something else kind of jumped out to me, which is a question that, a lot of clients and especially a lot of gay men, since we're mm. you know talking about gay men on this podcast, when I ask them the question, what do you want? That's what I hear. Silence is silence because they don't yeah. know how to answer that question. Yeah. Now, yeah. if I said, well, what do you want in a man? Oh, I want a big dick and a nice ass. Okay. But is that really what you want? Mm. Because as soon as you push to like, what do you really want? It, it gets scary because, well, I want what I think I'm supposed to want. No, Mm. I want you to think beyond what you think you're supposed to want. Like, yeah. And it's embarrassing if you don't know. Oh, it is because there's suddenly this pressure. Yeah. The client doesn't want to say, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and especially if you've ever done this in like a group setting, when you're on, like I've done facilitated retreats and we're like, we do that, that lovely little (laughs) circle jerk, so to speak, where, what do you want? And you're going to yeah. say this in front of 20 other guys. And suddenly it's yeah. like the judgment starts showing up. Okay. I got to oh, say the yeah. right thing and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, I don't want to like give away all the good, good stuff, but I've literally done this facilitation where, what do you want? Guy responds and I say, bullshit. Oh, you can just see like, Oh, but that's the whole point of it. It's like, yeah. no, tell me what you really want. And if they can't, like, I'll be back to you. And of course, we're holding space. You know, I don't yeah. like drive at home. But, you know, when I say bullshit, it's such an interesting silence that occurs. 
until what we're trying to do is get into that third or fourth level. Like, this is what I really want. Hmm. I want to feel connection. And I want to, I want to feel that heartbeat of excitement when I'm sitting next to this guy, that's my man that I don't own, mm. but just the presence of being with him excites me. Okay. Mm. Now I'm not going to call bullshit on you because you actually went somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's very exciting to see guys do this. So what is something that you feel that gay men in general, and I know we're generalizing here, but like gay men mm. in general, when we talk about awareness and consciousness, what do you think they're most afraid of with those words? Mm. I think it immediately strikes them with fear because the truth is for many men, they don't know. Mm -hmm. And what I want them to know is that's okay. <laughs> and we know that that's true because we can see so many guys being like, I'll try this. I'll try this. I'll be like that. I'll be like that. And side note, everybody can smell in inauthenticity. Yes. You're not getting away from it. People see you. They might not say anything, but they see you. They see what you're doing. And again, it's okay. They're scared of not being able to give you an answer that they think is good enough. And they don't have an answer because they're disconnected from themselves. And that's okay too. Yep. Very, very common. You know, things like shame, which none of us can avoid. Uh, no human can avoid a certain level of shame. But when we're gay, it is heaped and piled on from an early age. Even today, you go find a 12, 13-year-old and be like, hey, um, do you like girls? Do you like boys? And, you know, if they're a boy, they'll say girls. And if they're a girl, they say boys. You know, this is, this is generally the rule, not all the time. And then you're like, oh, but would it be okay if you did like boys? And then they're like... No, 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 no. That's so disgusting. Oh my God. I can't believe it. What the hell? Oh my God. How does that child, whatever age, know yep. that that's their response? Yep. Because unavoidably shame and judgment seeps through from wherever it's seeping through from into all of us, which means all of us gay men have this, which means all of us need to grow up <laughs> and deal with it at some point. And it's the work that is our obligation. It's everyone's yep. work. And it can be done. Um, but if, you, if, if shame and a rejection of self and saying, oh, the real me is not good, so I'll be something else. The real me doesn't get my needs met or people don't like the real me, so I'll hide that and I'll be something else. That is a path that leads to disconnection from yourself and the kind of behavioral patterns and lifestyle that will mean when you come to me and you're 35 years old and you're saying, I don't know what I want. I don't know where I'm going. I feel stuck. And I say, what do you want? you're not going to have an answer, right? It's okay. Do you want me to keep going and talk about the solution? Uh, go where you want to go. Cause I, I I'm <laughs> loving this because this shame piece is so huge. And we, as mm. gay men, I don't care how old you get. And I've talked mm. to some elders in our community, 70, 75, 80. And they're like, I still have shame that emanates from when I was hiding in the closet. It's yeah. not as big as it used to be, and it rarely strikes like it yeah. used to, but every once in a while, something will happen, and there it is. It's just waiting yep. like that little pain in the ass, nugget and pebble in the shoe, so to speak. Mm. But yeah, let's dive into like what you see as the solution, because I'm, I'm mm. loving this, and I know this is like 
this is stirring some shit up for some of these listeners. So, and uh, we love right. you guys because this is why we do these conversations. But, uh. <laughs> so, firstly, for that that guy, that older guy, right? Um, I'd suggest that he just consider that's cool. Like, you may have lingering shame for the entirety of your life. If it's not derailing you and it happens temporarily, that's okay. You know, like trauma is real. PTSD is real. Um, there are some things that will always get to you. But if you have really great ways of just saying, yep, I see that that's happening again. I'm just going to breathe or I'm going to find the space that I need and I'm going to get back to neutral, which is my healthy, happy place. Yep. Um, you know, if you've got some breathing techniques for that or you're good at mindfulness, um, you'll be really good at that. And that's okay. We don't have to be 100% perfect. We never will be. Um, oh, I am for- just, you know, I oh, am. Oh, me too. Yeah, I'm so, the yeah. fucking best. Yeah. Well, no, I'm yeah. the best. You can't be the best. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But um, okay. Okay. I, don't know, I think you find my company is incredible and I'm perfect and every session goes perfectly. <laughs> I will only ever get five-star reviews and I wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and, and we're completely joking here, but, but there are some people like, okay, you're my coach. So you really got this all figured out. Fuck no. And <laughs> I don't want to lose customers, but there's a lot of times like, yeah, I have a path. I, I know where I'm going to take you. I feel mm. like, but suddenly you're in a session. And it's like, okay, well, we're not going there. We're going here. Yes. And it, it's such a beautiful place. But anyway, back to, I love this piece of like, Hey, I have shame and that's okay. It's cool. Yes. So, so the reconnecting with yourself thing, it's really is about finding the time, space, and stillness to flex the muscle of just sitting with yourself, just sitting with it. If it doesn't come to you, that's okay. Just sit next to it and be calm and be comfortable and just feel your existence. Be present. Um, there's real gems in mindfulness and whatever word you want to use, meditation, stillness, but it's very human when we actually just put Candy Crush or Instagram down, when we don't watch TV, uh, when we don't just go on autopilot and find the next thing, just sit. That is how you start to reconnect with yourself. And then you might find some things that you don't like about yourself or you regret and you think about it often. And that leads you down the path to things like depression or upsetness or low self-confidence or low self-esteem. Just sit with yourself and maybe start asking a couple of questions about why. Oh, I'm not good looking enough. Well, is that true? Like, do you have someone who can verify that knowledge? Um, You know, do you, what is good enough? How do you know that you're not good enough or you are? Um, Just start to ask yourself questions and sit inside yourself in your comfortable place and the you and your, your vibration, your energy, it can never leave. You can never escape yourself, right. right? Some people might pack up their whole life and fly to Spain and be like, I'm going to reset. I'm going to do everything differently. I'm going to be popular. People are going to like me. I'm going to get 20 boyfriends. Um, but you arrive in Spain and you come with you and you can never, ever, ever run away from yourself. It's that stuff that you might think you want to run away from is that you need to sit next to and yes. say, what's really wrong with this? Is this really unforgivable? Is this really so shameful I will die if anybody finds out about it? Mm-hmm. No. Everyone is human. In their deepest, deepest core, we are all human. We are all perfectly imperfect. We all have shame. We all have things about ourselves that at some point we thought it would be better if that was different. 
Yes. But when you can get back to, well, this is me. This is the hand of cards I was dealt. When you realize the universe is under no obligation to unfold in the way you want it to, it just unfolds. And you can either accept yourself and love yourself or not. It's really your choice. Yep. Do you want to keep being you know, resenting your, your muffin tops. Like I, I am a bit overweight. I have like my body stores fat in like my muffin tops and I look at them and I'm like, Oh, they're not great. People don't love that. But actually my partner does love them. <laughs> he likes to jiggle them. And I think he actually enjoys it. And also he does it because he knows I think about them occasionally, but um, so he's going to call it out just so you don't ever forget they're there. And <laughs> I get that, but it's, it's such an interesting Mm. thing when we see these things about ourselves. And, you know, when you said you arrive with you, you wake up with you, you move through the day with you, you go to sleep with you. Yes. You may have a partner, a husband that's sleeping next to you, but literally you are with you and, and there's no getting away from it. So you can either embrace it and love that piece Mm. and make the most of it or you mm. can become the drama queen that like it's always going to be the thorn in your side yeah and i've had numerous clients that i've and and just friends like that they don't know what to do with the quiet and of course as a mm. speaking coach because I, I i coach speakers on building their speaking business and when mm. i get into the stagecraft work it's like okay so here's what we're gonna do we're all gonna stand on stage and we're going to stand with our arms down and we're not going to move. And we're not going to say a fucking thing for the next two minutes. It is so uncomfortable mm. because even though you're looking around at everybody else, that's doing the same thing. They're, they're zipping the lip because guess what's now happening. It's all happening right up here. Mm. And you're going to judge everybody else. And you go, Oh, well, wait, I'm supposed to be standing still. I'm not oh, wait. It's such a powerful exercise because unless you practice meditation and you practice being still, nobody has taught us how to do this. Mm. And unless you've been brought into those practices. And as again, gay men, it's really hard to be with ourselves. Yeah. If you don't like it, you're going to avoid it, right? If you believe that it's bad, you're not going to face it. You don't want to listen to it. So you actively avoid and if you do that for years, that's all you know. Yeah. And so then all you are is, and, and, and that, that means you're the go, go, go guy. You never, yep. you know, I have, I have a friend who I love him dearly. Uh, he's, one of my, he's one of the guys I can have so much fun with. Hmm. I'm worn out by the time I've spent a weekend with him because there is no stopping. I'm like, why do we have to go? Because what we need to, I'm like, you never want to just be like down. And he goes, I don't want to be by myself for sure. Of course, you know, I bitch slapped him a few times about that. I'm like, well, I think if you were, that might solve your man problems, buddy. You need to learn to be yeah. with yourself so you can be with yeah. somebody else. But um, Yeah, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? Exactly. So what is the thing you really, really want to get out in the world the most? We have covered a lot of them already. I'm, I'm yeah. really proud just of the conversation that we're having because this is what so many people uh, can benefit from. Uh, what do I Except want to get us. out in the world? Except us. Honest? We've already benefited. Oh, we're from done. Us. We're, we're done. So I just yeah, want to yeah, make yeah. sure, you know, you know, you yeah. know, if you guys sign up to work with either me or Ed, you're, you're getting the best in the world. So just <laughs> letting you know. People lay out red carpets for me 
everywhere. I never step in puddles. No, no. Everybody <laughs> kisses my ring every time too when they see me. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So my message for the world is become a life coach and you're done. Yeah, exactly. There we go. We're, we're done. Yep. Exactly. Here's one more. It's occurred to me. Um, there is no finish line in life. Yeah. Hmm. And all we're doing is living, experiencing, and being at some varying degree of comfortable in pleasure, pain, joy, success, or what we perceive as failure. There is no finish line. So where's the ideal place to be? We can't be happy all the time. I think in the American constitution, the pursuit of happiness, I, I kind of have a problem with the way we use the happiness word today. I don't think that's what they meant. I think what they meant is like peace, satisfaction, steadiness, yes. you know, and ready to embrace what's coming and allowing the universe to unfold. And you've got this. So if you end up, if your finish line is, I will always be open to doing more work. I will always be open to finding more shame. I will always be open to improving myself another 1% today. I'll always be open to what's coming and what's changing. Then you're always ready. You're perpetually in a state of balance, harmony, and readiness and control. Your options are there. You're not running away. You can see things clearly. You are the master of your life at that point. And then do whatever the fuck you want. Yep. Until you die. Yep. It's funny. I'm going to take this where we probably didn't need to take it, but like be open like a big old bottom all day long, every day <laughs> of your life. Seriously. <laughs> and, and it's so interesting that you brought that up because one of the things that I yep. have said to, to myself, I'm going to start with myself. If you're not open to the possibilities, the possibilities will never find you. Correct. Yeah, correct. And I'm not trying to sound super coachy with that, but I've learned that so much. The reason I'm even sitting here on this podcast is because I finally opened myself up to, okay, I have to be me, number one. I have to admit, I really didn't like doing what I did even after I came out of the closet. I didn't really like the career I was in. I knew there was something I was being drawn to, but I had to keep being open to it and open to it and open to it like a big old bottom. And realizing that if I closed off to any of that, I would probably still be highly successful like I was and also highly miserable like yeah. I was. Monetarily successful, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, successful yeah. I mean, in the eyes yeah. of others, but miserable on the inside. Yep. Yeah, cool. Nice, nice success, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it is one of those things that I, I know this to be true and this is my truth. That the moment I close myself off is when everything hits the fan. Mm. Because if I close to the possibilities, if I close to well, another perspective, if I close to thinking I've got this all figured out, so that's a closing. Yeah. That's when the universe goes, oh, fuck you. Let me show you what, what you yeah, didn't yeah. see coming yet. You yeah. Know? And I think that's you with something else. Oh, it will slap you so much, you know, and not <laughs> in a good fun way either. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, i've loved Great. this conversation man me too you're, you're very evolved for your very young coach i'm just gonna like play the that elder coach thing on you right now oh uh, let me do my um i'm really it's such a pleasure to be here i'm such a junior coach you know i told you my business has only been around one year i am doing my best to let it just unfold in the right way but you know you've been doing this many more years and just the the gratitude i have to be invited here 
uh, and to do this work with you is is great. So thank you very but much. But you just said something that's key to this. It's the unfolding. Mm. I tried for so long to like push, like yeah. literally push this into existence. And even yeah, the story I shared it about the guy that I finally stepped into his circle. I know the reason I ended up on that stage is because I quit trying to push that into existence. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really interesting. It was a really interesting way it came about. He was on my podcast and we got done and I love this guy. I mean, we, we have a really fun relationship, but it's like, Hey, we're just kind of acquaintances. And then he said to me, Hey, have you ever been on the stage at da, 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 da? I'm like, no, bitch, you're the organizer. You should know this, right? <laughs> but I laughed because, and he goes, hey, I think this year we need you. To, and I was like, I didn't see that coming because I didn't force it into being. That wasn't yeah. even the reason I had him on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, it was because I wanted to, his perspective as a 40 plus guy, like, hey, what's some of the stuff that you're facing? And he had just turned 40. And literally yeah. his podcast had happened like two weeks after he turned 40. So he was he was fresh. He was raw. He was, and he had kind of gone through like these hills and valleys, but this is the beautiful yep. thing of when we're open mm. and we let things unfold. Yeah. Kind of like a good lay. I mean, mm. it's kind of interesting how, when it just happens, I mean, let's unfold be serious. A, a really good, a good undies. hookup is one that's unfold not forced. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> and you notice, okay, so then there he goes. Ed used that bedroom voice that with the Australian accent, I'm like, uh, <laughs> girl, I just swooned right there. There you go. So, uh, but um, no, this has been really great, Ed. And, and I love what you're doing. I love that you're stepping into this in this way. You're, I mean, my gut feeling just says you're going to like sell in this, man. You've got a really unique perspective. Thank you very much. So thanks for being here. I'll let you go back to getting your day started because you're, you know, down under and it's morning over there. And um, I think I'm going to go make some dinner. So I think we're wrapped Sounds up. Fantastic. Here, I'm going to make lunch. There you go. So thanks again. What's your website? Even though we're going to have this on the um, show page, we'll have that. But I'd love to always hear people say their website so that people yeah, can hear. So it, it is brownbearcoaching.com. Yep. It's pretty nice. It works. It is. If you want to see a lot of my content, it's on Instagram. Uh, so mm -hmm. at Brown Bear Coaching. Yep. Um, I'll be expanding across all the platforms before long. But if you want to get a real taste of the real flavor, yeah. um, come to Instagram. Yeah. He's got some great marketing there. So, all right, my friend, thanks again. I really appreciate you being on the show. I, I don't think this will be the last time we have one of these conversations. I think we'll uh, hope not. It's great. have a recurring one showing up again. Why not? That's a wrap for 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where the conversations continue.